about it. Y'all going to have a good time today. <laughs> Woo! Love it. I love it. Hey, oh, my heavens, what's going on out there already? Wow. Yeah, no running in church. <laughs> am I on, Nick? Am I? I am? boy. Good deal. Uh, just a special acknowledgement, uh, one that I missed because she's kind of short in stature back there, but Miss Hazel is here today, and as you know, Miss Hazel has a hard time getting here sometimes just because of the way she feels and whatnot, but we're glad you're here. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for bringing Miss Hazel this morning. We are grateful for that. Kind of ironic, uh, I was working on my message throughout the course of the week, and I really didn't know when my anniversary fell as far as on what day of the week. And as I began working on this sermon entitled, Beginning Again, it had an extra special meaning as I celebrate my first anniversary on this Sunday, uh, a time when I began again. Uh, so I just want to stand as a testimony to you uh, that God is in the business of helping us to begin again. And I, for one, am very grateful for that. Jeremiah chapter 18, beginning in verse 1. The word of God came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words, saith the Lord. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something. Making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred. So he made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, O people of God. Okay, he's talking to the people of God here. O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter? Look, as the clay is in the potter's hands, so are you in my hand. Now listen to this part, because this part has a lot to do not only with the people of God, but with the nation who calls itself a nation of God. Listen carefully. The instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom, to pluck it up, pull it down, or to destroy it, if that nation against whom I have spoken turns from its evil... I will relent of the disaster that I thought to bring upon it. And the instant I speak concerning a nation or concerning a kingdom to build it up and to plant it, if it does evil in my sight so that it does not obey my voice, then I will relent concerning the good with which I said I would benefit it. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we are so grateful that we serve a God of new beginnings. Lord, not only do we as your people need a new beginning, 
not only does the body of Christ here at Bethel need a new beginning, but our nation, the United States of America, desperately needs a new beginning. Help us to humble ourselves before our divine potter's hands so that you might do a miraculous work in us. In Jesus' name, we pray. And all God's people agreed by saying, Amen. Many of us here today, and many people you know, need a new beginning. And I've got some good news for you this morning. That our God is indeed the God of second chances. That our God is indeed the God of new beginnings. Have you ever thought about going back and starting all over again? Some of you say, I don't want to go back and start all, go through all that again. But you know, maybe back when... Maybe you made a mess of a relationship. And if you only knew then what you know now, well, things might be a little different. Maybe you made some choices that had some negative consequences to both you and your family. Wouldn't it be nice if we could go back, take a second shot, and make some better decisions? Maybe in anger, you blurted out some hurtful words or some hateful words. If only you could go back and take those words back, well, things might be changed. Sadly, in most every case, it's impossible to go back and change what's been said or what's been done. But there is one area. There is one area where you can have a new beginning. You can have a fresh new start beginning today in your spiritual life. So what do you need today? What do you need today? Do you need to be saved and to have the assurance that an eternity with God in heaven is for you? Do you need to grow in your understanding that as a Christian, you are set apart you are set apart, and God has a great purpose for your life. Do you need to dive in? Do you need to dive in and start serving God in a way that honors Him and does a great good for others? Do you need to begin realizing 
that God has blessed you beyond belief. And the Bible says that contentment is great gain. Well, no matter what you need this morning, whether it be salvation or sanctification, whether it be commitment or contentment, God specializes in new beginnings. Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a for real prophet, okay? You know how I know Jeremiah was a for real prophet? Jeremiah had his people's best interests at heart. Everything that he said was for the good of the people he was speaking to. He loved his people. But at this time in Jeremiah's life, he's very discouraged. He's very discouraged and he's just about to give up on God's people. He thinks, God, I think you've done about all you can do with these people. He thinks, God, there's no longer any hope for these folks. And then God uses a very unique method to teach Jeremiah a very valuable lesson. God told him, Son, go down to the potter's shop. Jeremiah did, and when he arrived, the potter was sitting down at his wheel, intently shaping some sort of jar out of clay. The potter's foot was moving the treadle, so that the wheel would go round and round while his hands shaped this big jar. But just when it seemed like the vessel was beginning to take shape, just like it seemed, uh, it seemed like something beautiful was coming out of it, just when it seemed like something useful was being created, something unexpected happened. Something caused the vessel to be marred. We're not sure why it was marred, but we just know that somehow it was ruined, it was corrupted, um, it was somehow just made worthless. Now, apparently... Jeremiah thought that the potter would take that clay and crumple it up and just throw it in the trash. But instead, the potter takes that clay and he flattens it back out on the wheel and he begins to shape something brand new. A new vessel. Now, that potter could have just cast it aside in the trash. He could have gotten so disgusted that he just abandoned the work altogether. But he didn't do it. The potter would only be satisfied when that lump of clay had received the very best that he had in store for it. 
the potter would only be satisfied when the very highest potential for that clay had been realized. I want you to know this morning that our divine potter also desires his very best for you. He's got some crazy purposes for you this morning. He's got some wonderful things that he wants to do in your life. And he will do anything he can do to help you realize your greatest potential. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. And he's got that plan and purpose for every single one of us. And he alone, only the divine potter truly knows all the possibilities for your life. Only the divine potter knows what it is that he desires for your life. So if you're disappointed, if you're discouraged because you haven't yet experienced God's perfect will in your life, if you're a little bit downtrodden because you really haven't been seeing the fruit of a life lived for God yet, I want to tell you that maybe, just maybe, you've not yet yielded to the pressure of God's hand in your life. If your life has not yet become all that it can be, God has a message of hope for you this morning. If your life has fallen short of the expectations that you have for it, much less what God has for it, God has a message of assurance for you this morning, and it is this. You are a work in progress. You are a work in progress, and God is working on every one of us. The Bible says that we are His workmanship. He's constantly working on us, shaping us, conforming us, transforming us into a beautiful, honorable, and glorious vessel. In these verses that I shared with you in Jeremiah chapter 18, God says to his people, As the clay is in the potter's hands, so are you in my hands. So friends, when our plans, when our hopes, when our dreams, or when life doesn't turn out like we want it to, when our life and our dreams uh, don't happen when we want it to, when we realize, man, I've blown it and I've blown it good. I have made a mess of this vessel. God wants you to know that He can remake you. He can reshape you into an honorable glorious vessel. When you fall apart at the seams, God wants you to know that he can put you back together again better than you were. 
I want to know how that happens. I want to know how do we begin again? How do I begin again? First of all, I believe that we all need to know that the place of beginning again is right here on earth. Many people mistakenly think that the only opportunity for a second chance we'll ever have is after we die. But there is not one word in the Bible that supports such a thought. Instead, there are countless warnings against delaying a decision for Jesus here. The decision to place our faith in Jesus is done in the here and now, not the there and later. This is the place to be born again. This is the place to begin again. This is the place of second chances. This is the place of new beginnings. Many people will travel far. They'll jump through hoops. They'll pay big money just so they can begin again. But God, in His infinite wisdom, has a far greater plan. God says, I'm going to bring you the chance to start over right in your own heart. I'm going to bring you this opportunity to begin again. Right where you sit. And the good thing is, is that you don't put any price on the privilege of doing it. He provides the way to begin again. And he just says that it's available to you all as long as you follow my way. Every single lost man and lost woman living on this earth whose life has been marred and ruined by sin receives a glorious invitation to be saved. To be saved. And all God calls you to do is just start over again. Begin again. Isaiah chapter 1 In verse 18, the Bible says, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as wool. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be white as snow. For as far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our sins from us. You know, one of the most beautiful facts about being saved is the cleansing and removing of the past and the setting of a brand new stage for a wonderful future life. What a great blessing that is. And God offers us the chance to start all over again right here. But God also offers the fallen Christian a chance to begin again. To the child of God who is backslidden into sin, backslidden into the ways of the world. To the Christian who started out good, but just started yielding to the lure of sin and the lure of the flesh and the lure of the devil. God offers that person a fresh start. God also offers a new beginning to the Christian who has been 
less than faithful in making disciples. Jesus calls every believer to make one like himself. One making one. Amen? Say that with me. That's the call of Jesus on your life. Through the way you live, the words you speak, the prayers you pray, God calls you to make one, to make a disciple like yourself. To the one who in all reality has become more of a hindrance than an asset to the cause and kingdom of Jesus, God offers that one a brand new start. If this is your condition, if you're not saved and you don't have the assurance of heaven, if you are a Christian who has kind of backslidden into the ways of the world, if you're a Christian who has been a little less than faithful, God holds out His hands like this. He holds out His arms to you and he implores you to this place of beginning again. He implores you to forget the things which are behind. To reach forward to the things which are ahead. And to press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. As surely as a pardon awaits a guilty sinner, so surely is the forgiveness of your every mistake under the blood of Jesus. Every mistake you've ever made is under the blood. And a bright future awaits you in this place of beginning again. Jeremiah saw that potter in his shop working with the clay. The clay got all messed up. And so the potter had to reshape it and remake it all over again. God says, that is what I'm trying to do with you. Maybe you're a little corrupted. Maybe you're a little flawed. Maybe you've been marred. God says, I want to remake you. If you will let me. We kind of stay on the table. We have to stay on the wheel. We have to stay in the hands of the potter if we want God to remake us if we want to come to that place of beginning again. And God offers you this opportunity in this place to begin again by yielding yourself and yielding your life into His loving, capable, and wonderful hands. But not only is this the place for beginning again, not only is it on earth, the time for beginning again is right now. 
The time for a fresh start is now. Many people say, I'm going to make a fresh start someday. I'm going to start all over again next week. I'm going to start on that diet tomorrow. Famous last words, right? I'm going to start working out tomorrow. Days turn into weeks. Weeks turn into months. Months turn into years. Meanwhile, it becomes more and more difficult to break away because the longer we stay off the potter's wheel, the longer we stay out of the potter's hands, the harder it becomes to work the clay. The clay becomes hard and indifferent to the shaping of the potter's hands. You know, if people are honest with themselves... They know when they're out of God's hands. If people are honest with themselves, they know when they're marred. If people are honest with themselves, they know when they've done wrong. They know when they've become a corrupted vessel. But many are unwilling to start over at least not yet. Maybe someday, famous wise words, amen, maybe someday when they've done all they want to do, they'll start all over again. Maybe someday when they've done all they want to do, then maybe they'll yield themselves in faith to God's capable and loving hands. But not yet. Not yet. It scares me to think of the number of souls in hell that spoke the words, not yet. Paul proclaimed in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and working together with him, we also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, at the accepted time, I listened to you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time to begin again. Now is the time for a fresh start. Don't wait till someday. Don't say, not yet. The time of salvation is now. The time to get back into an intimate relationship with God is now, in this place. It's now. Don't put off what you know you should do. Don't reject the grace of God and the forgiveness of God and the relationship that God has made available to you. Now is the time to begin again. You know, there are people in other countries that think of America as the land of beginning again. They're willing to wait years to work for enough money where they might travel to the United States. 
They are willing to adjust to a new culture. They're willing to learn a new language. They're willing to start at the bottom of the ladder all over again. They're willing to face difficulties. They're willing to face uncertainties with passports and visas and, and all the immigration procedures. All so that they can one day begin again here. But it's not so with God. He provides immediate entrance. You don't have to wait to come into a relationship with God when you become a perfect vessel. You don't have to wait to offer God a perfect vessel. The moment that you yield your life to Christ, then He begins to reshape you and make you into the vessel of His choosing. All you have to do is yield up the clay. There's no better time for beginning again than at the beginning of a brand new year. So as you examine your lives, as you re-examine your lives in the light of a brand new year, don't fixate on all the mistakes you made last year. Instead, give God a chance. Give God a chance to do something brand new in your life this year. Give Him a chance. Friend, He's far more interested in your future than He is in your past. Won't you give God a chance? Give Him a chance to do something great in your life. But friend, do it today. Do it now. Now is the right time to come to this place of beginning again. Now is the acceptable time to begin again with God. Why? Why is now the time? Well, I believe that God honors those who desire to begin again. He honors those who are ready to begin again. Think of the Apostle Peter. Peter made a great beginning with loud promises. Do you remember him saying this? Lord, I'll never deny you. Mm -hmm. Big promises, loud promises. But as he went on, he yielded to the pressure of the world. Suddenly, he realized his failure and he ended up shedding some bitter tears. He knew he was marred. He knew his decisions, his words, his actions disappointed God. But what did God do? God just made him all over again. And through Peter's obedient love for God, Peter began again and God reshaped him throughout the rest of his life. But there was a point where Peter had to begin again. Where Peter took a fresh new start. Think of the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul was determined to persecute every Christian or anybody that professed that Jesus was Lord. He'd given his very life to be passionately religious and desperately against all these people that professed Jesus. He persisted with great determination in the way he chose for himself. That's our problem. 
That's our problem as Christians. Instead of going God's way, we want to go our way. And the further we do that, the further we get away from God. The further we go our own way, the further we get off of the potter's wheel, the further we get out of the potter's hands. But suddenly, in Paul's life, a sudden light shone down. The light of Jesus Christ illuminated Paul's vision. He saw the mistakes he was making and he turned around and he started all over again. But there was a point when he realized he was out of the potter's hands and he had to come back and begin again. Although Paul was once so marred that he persecuted Jesus and persecuted Christians who believed in him. Even though he was so marred, he became pliable. He became useful in the potter's hands. And God made him all over again. You know, God is in the business of transformation. He wants to transform you into something brand new. He says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He wants you to be transformed. You see, God sees in us the potential to be a vessel of honor. God sees in us the potential to be a vessel of glory. And he doesn't need gold. He doesn't need silver. He doesn't need some superstar. He just says simply, give me your clay. Give me your clay. Give me your clay, and I'll make treasures out of trash. Give me your clay, and I'll make jewels out of junk and glory out of garbage. Give me your clay, and I'll make riches out of rubbish and diamonds out of debris. Give me your clay, and I'll make righteousness out of riffraff and worship out of waste. I'll make majesty out of mess. I'll bring deliverance to the drug addict. I'll bring praise out of the prostitute. I'll bring hallelujahs out of the homosexual. Just give me your clay. Friend, do you know that God builds his church out of clay? God builds his church out of misfits and throwaways. But we're all coming here and we're becoming a great masterpiece in his hands. God says, just give me a murderer like Moses and I'll turn him into a leader of my people. He says, give me a dreamer like Joseph and I'll make him co-commander of the whole nation. Give me a captive like Daniel, I'll turn him into a prayer warrior. Give me a shepherd boy like David and I'll turn him into a king. Give me a child like Jeremiah. I'll turn him into a prophet. Give me a fisherman like Peter. I'll turn him into an apostle. Give me a persecutor like Paul. I'll turn him into a preacher. Give me a prostitute like Mary Magdalene and I'll turn her into a faithful follower. 
over again. I'll remake you. I'll reshape you. Just stay in my hands. God won't ever give up on you. You may think you've gone far too far off the potter's wheel. God won't give up on you. God won't toss you into the trash heap. God won't dismiss you as a lost cause. God won't say, oh, she's hopeless. Forget about her. God won't say, you know what? He ain't never going to serve me. Might as well throw him away. God won't never say, you know what? He won't ever give his life to me. I'm giving up on him. He never says that. Instead, God takes the clay that we yield to him and he starts all over again, rebuilding life after life, time after time. There's no telling how many times we may have to begin again before our life is over. But as long as I'm being rebuilt and reshaped and remade in His glorious hands, I'm fine with that. God is willing to start over and make you into a brand new vessel. A, a, a vessel of glory, a vessel of honor. There's just one prerequisite. Just one thing that you have to do. You have to give Him your clay. You have to give him your life. Stay in his hands. Stay on the potter's wheel. Let him remake you, rebuild you, and reshape you. You know, the master potter, he knows how to create what he's designed you for. The master potter, he knows what he purposes in your life. The master potter, he knows what he desires for you. The master potter, he knows what he has crafted you to become. He knows what needs to happen to turn you into a vessel of glory in order that you might bring him glory. You know, before this clay is in the hands of the master, it ain't nothing but a lump. Before this clay is in the lump of the master potter, it's not much good for nothing. But once God begins to work it, once God begins to shape it again, once God begins to remake me, then I have the ability to become his masterpiece. Started off this morning by asking you, what do you need? What do you need? Do you need to be saved and have the assurance that heaven is your home? Get on the potter's wheel. Been drifting away, have you? Wondering what in the world has happened. I used to have a great relationship with God, but now He seems so distant. Guess what? The potter's wheel ain't moved. The clay jumped off the wheel. Get back on the wheel. What about that Christian who, who once was so busy, was so active serving the Lord in the church, 
couldn't wait to do things with children and with seniors and in ministry and sharing their faith and telling others about Jesus. It used to be like that, but I've just kind of lost my fervor. I've lost the desire. And I don't know what happened. The wheel's in the same place that it was when you jumped off of it. Get back on the wheel. Give him your clay. Master Potter's got great things in store for you. So often, we just don't yield to him and let him do it. During our decision time today, I wanted to ask you, would you come today? Would you entrust the rest of your life into the master potter's hands? Let's pray. Father God, Master Potter, Thank you for shaping us and reshaping us as many times as is necessary to craft us into a masterpiece of your making. Father, if we're honest with ourselves, every single person in this room today needs to get back on the wheel. We know it. The Word of God has spoken clearly to our hearts. The only question that remains is how will we respond? Lord, for that one who's never gotten on the potter's wheel to begin with, never been saved, never placed his or her faith in Jesus as the only way to go to heaven and be with you, Lord, reshape them. Begin molding them into the child of God you want them to be. For the backslidden, fallen Christian. Lord, that needs to come back. Father, I pray that they would give you the clay. And you would reshape them and mold them as your word promises. Lord, for the ones that have been just less than faithful. Lord, help them to know that your desire is to reshape them and remold them into a vessel of glory and a vessel of honor, that which you've crafted them to be. Father, I pray that this altar would be full, full of those praying and, and asking you and you alone to remake them and provide them this opportunity to begin again. All so that you'll be glorified and Jesus will be praised. And we lift this prayer in his holy name. And the people of God said,